we learn that Rutherford should have had some promotions and said no so that he could stalk his girlfriend. Not technically his girlfriend, but yes. Makes it even worse. <laughs> Captain Spot, Stardate 8159.23.1. Welcome aboard the Starship Enterprise and thank you for joining us as we take a brief shore leave from the world of cinema sins to explore the universe of star trek i'm your captain ian whittington and with me this week she broke too many things and didn't get that special promotion it's no. ambassador Denae. no promoting me is dangerous oh hell yeah you can't get those you can barely handle the responsibilities you have now i remember once sitting with a boss and they wanted to give me a promotion and so i asked some clarifying questions because it was a management position am i getting paid uh well the answer to that was no there is no pay <laughs> Then it's not a promotion. Um, but even even like more interesting as I began to ask questions, also no authority. Just the title wow. to make me feel good. Wow, just to shut you up. <laughs> That's amazing. So I said, no, I'm not interested in having quote-unquote more responsibility in a quote-unquote management position that has no authority to do the things that need to be done mm-hmm. and no pay increase. And they mm-hmm. were so surprised that I said no. Shock. Absolute shock. I mean, I'm lucky that you're doing all of the things that I ask you to do with the pay that you're owed. For what? All of the things you don't know that you do. You're supposed to be paying me for something? Um, so, this week, we're going to be talking about Season 4, Episode 2, I Have No Bones, Yet I Must Flee. But before that, let's do some emails. Emails! Okay, hailing frequencies open, everyone. It's time for us to read your emails from Discord, Twitter, and, well, email. Uh, Just the one this week we have, and I am so sorry if I pronounce your name wrong. Bits of it seem Italian. Bits of it seem Gaelic or Irish. I'm going to get it wrong. I apologize. But this is from Lodair Boschetti Jr. Please correct me if that was wrong. Last week, um, Jonathan and I were having a, a discussion about sentient holograms and, like, how ethically gray the holodeck is because you can just go in create these holograms and they're just like play things unless you speak some magic words and accidentally make a moriarty or like the holographic doctor from voyager like it's weird how we play with some holograms but some of them have rights and it's just like a really weird gray zone regarding your question about whether it's still legal to create sentient holograms on the holodeck after the Moriarty debacle, they answered that in a Lower Decks three-part comic book um, called All in a Sea of Wonder. The first edition of that comic book explains that they disabled the Create Sentient Life option, so whenever you try to recreate what happened in Elementary Dear Data, the holodeck tells you that it can't do it. And they've attached a little screenshot as well. Not sure if it's canon, but it is an explanation. It makes sense to me. Like, if you say, hey, let's create a bad guy that can defeat Data... The computer's just like, nope, <laughs> not doing it, not happening. I mean, I have nothing to add to that. I, I, I've i watched some very scary episodes of Star Trek where some really, really questionable things happen in that holodeck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am all for safety. All for safe holodeck, holodecking. Yeah. Can they send in questions about anything? Because, you know, like if, it's a, if it's a Star Trek question, I'm out pretty much most of the time. I guess I can you try to opinion. give you an opinion of somebody yeah. who's a noob to everything. But, mm-hmm. you know, maybe they could ask other questions whatever you want to ask of the ambassador literally anything and we'll put it in the episode we have no boundaries so you did catch up and watch last week's episode hang around for the outtakes for a little snippet of what 
the ambassador thought of that episode. A very short snippet. Very short snippet. Now, this uh, last week's episode, I think the crucial thing is that, or one of the crucial things is that it ended with that little stinger of the oh, alien yeah, yeah, yeah. ship it's blowing peanut up hamper, the Klingon right? ship. Yeah, it's right? peanut hamper. It's got to right? be. So you agree. It's got to be. Yeah. Okay. Got to be peanut hamper and bad. Doesn't it? Yeah. Okay. It's got to be. Okay, cool. We're on the same page there. But what did you think of them doing that little stinger that had nothing to do with the episode? Did it feel tacked on? Did you like it? Do you like that they're clearly setting up an overarching kind of sub theme for the season? Yeah, I like it. Because, and this is a bit of a spoiler for how I felt about the episode, but I felt like it was one of the things that I really like clung on to from the episode mm. that was interesting to me is to see what's going to happen next. And I don't mind if there's a seasonal thread. I like the episodic, as you guys know. But um, yeah, it seems like there's, honestly, I'm excited to see Peanut Hamper again. And I hope it is. I hope it is that. Uh, <laughs> because there's this, this element of chaos that this show does Uh yeah. I don't see happening in like a live action mm -hmm. world and peanut hamper. This is like a place to sort of explore the impossible in a way. Yeah. The chaos that could happen in this universe. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And that's I a big, that. big lingering hanging thread is mm -hmm. where, the, where the fuck is peanut hamper? I love that. I re-listened to a lot of season three to do the recap episode. And just that I completely forgot about the bird episode where peanut hamper is on that's that my bird favorite. planet gets married and is evil all along but we don't realize it and just the, the peanut hamper sex <laughs> like, I just, it's it's it's, it's one of my favorite episodes and honestly <laughs> if this says too much about me i don't know it's one of the reasons why when we were doing our star trek theme poster for cinema sins that mm. i wanted to become an ex yes <laughs> an exocomp you're not just an exocomp in that poster you are peanut hamper <laughs> i'm the original exocomp no i'm not peanut hamper no, no, no. You are the I original. I didn't want to be that on the, the nose. No, that's fair. Okay, with that, let's have some predictions for this week. As we said, the title is I Have No Bones, Yet I Must Flee. Give us one general prediction and one oddly specific. Peanut Hamper has no bones. So mm. maybe some shenanigans happen and, you know, then it's the chase is on. Peanut Hamper must flee. Mm. Nice. I like that. My oddly specific... Okay, so I sometimes play this game with my gaming friends called Sons of the Forest, which is like a horror survival game. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And in that game, you can craft like bone armor. Yeah. And my oddly specific prediction is that someone is going to craft bone armor. Like, I love that. On their person of some kind. I'm not saying it's a full suit. I'll just say like, you know, they're just part Even of Even if it's them. like a necklace or something. Yeah. yeah someone's wearing a bone. I love that. That's a great specific prediction. Okay, let's see if it comes true. We're going to head over to the holodeck to watch the episode. We'll see you all in 10 forward. Spoiler alert, none of my predictions come true. Okay, go ahead. Ever. Two to beam out. No, 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 no. Don't beam us. God damn it. Welcome to 10 forward, the part of the show where we grab a drink from the replicator and share our immediate thoughts and feelings on the episode we just watched together. Most important question first, what would you like from the replicator and why is it Moopsie? Oh, I I don't want to... Moopsie. I don't know. I don't think I should... Can replicators do that? No, absolutely not. Okay, they can't okay. replicate a live thing. <laughs> Definitely not. Well, okay, before before I can answer this one appropriately, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. at the very beginning of this episode, there was something about a Riemann? Yes, a and Riemann. they said Riemann juice. Is that like uh -huh. a juice I could drink, or is that like a people? no? 
that's like blood. So oh. Remans are a species, and so the Romulans live on Romulus, and the Remans live on, I think it's a moon called Remus, and they're kind of like a almost like a slave race to the Romulans. Um, so yeah, they were torturing a Reman and got blood everywhere. That's the okay. That's the thing. Okay. Okay. Oopsie. Well, then I would like to have a. You know, I don't have an. I didn't have a backup to Reman juice. Some bone I'm juice. sorry. I didn't. But have... I was going to say bone juice. So you can have Reman juice, and I'll have <laughs> bone juice. We're questionable people today. The mechanics of Moopsie turning blood uh, bones immediately into something drinkable that's that's a big mechanic that i want to know we'll save it for the sins until then give us a synopsis oh shit <laughs> god damn it. god damn it i really do forget every week and i, I don't know, know. I, I, I am tell. way too in my moment i have so much going yeah. on and i'm like i'm just gonna do the next thing in front of me i'm just gonna do the mm-hmm. next thing in front of me mm-hmm. okay um in today's episode we learn about self-sabotaging and how mm-hmm. some people are hardwired for Preventing their own success due to fears of change. We all should make an appointment with our counselor after this episode to explore our own journey of self-sabotage, as that is the focus of this episode. Also, peanut hamper. <laughs> no. Okay. Well, also well, peanut, hamper. peanut hamper. You wanted it to be peanut hamper. Yeah. All right. Okay. So for a broader stroke in mm-hmm. this episode, the shenanigans that ensue are because Mariner wants to prove that she's more intelligent than those around her by preemptively making shit happen so that she gets to be demoted on her own terms, which is a textbook Mariner thing to do, but shows very mm-hmm. little personal growth in her character. And I was slightly disappointed about that, but that's yeah. okay because they go to a menagerie, a, a zoo. To see all kinds of creatures that we really don't explore all but one, the moopsie. And the question moopsie. becomes, which is more dangerous, the moopsie or the people? And the answer is the people. Also, we learn that Rutherford should have had some promotions and said no so that he could stalk his girlfriend. Not technically his girlfriend, but yes. Makes it even worse. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I think. I think that's it. Yeah. Oh, Boimler searches for a new bedroom. Boimler forgets fucking how to do anything in this. Just episode. how to life. Yeah. Bo- Boimler is the um. <laughs> is lots the of backward steps. Just, nothing goes right for Boimler. No, lots of backward steps. Okay, so overall thoughts and feelings. Did you enjoy it? Did you have a good time? What were your yeah, thoughts I this did. week? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. This me was too. a nice. This was a nice change in pace for me from last week's episode, which was you know a lot of references, and this one was more like a textbook adventure that I could pretty much easily follow, and it yeah. it reminded me about all the different characters and their quirks, and nobody was turning into other people at a point where I forgot who the people were. Like last week, it was like here's the different personalities of these characters and then we're going to merge them together. But I forgot who the char- what the character personalities were before they merged. So like the the difference, mm-hmm. was, it kind of got lost on me a little bit. You couldn't this quite one was get like, the Billups and Tiana bit. Yeah. No. I can but understand this one was This one was nice. I almost wish this was the first episode and then last, like the other one was the second episode. So I could have at least remembered some of the personality stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, That's actually yeah. a really good point because we've had a... A, a like nine month break between seasons. Taana and Billups, especially Billups, aren't big big players. Billups has had an episode dedicated to him, but we haven't seen it together. I don't think. 
Um, so yeah, it would make sense to have that kind of in the middle of the season like or something. Flipped around but or something. They really wanted to open strong with Voyager, so I get it. I, I get why you want to open yeah. With Voyager. Yeah. Um, yeah, I really liked this episode. It was a middle of the run adventure of the week TNG episode where uh, shenanigans happen. They have a little mystery. They go on an adventure. There's some the couple of B plots that don't really matter. It just felt like a very average TNG episode, which is the comfort place for me. Um, I agree there's some frustrations about Boimler and Mariner not progressing. Like, last season we had a lot of Mariner mummy issues, which we thought we dealt with. Now we have, we're back to Mariner authority issues. It's mm. like this one episode or one season memory thing is kicking in a lot, but... It did have a more satisfying resolution where this is the first time we've actually seen, I think, Mariner really fully asked the question, wait, why did I do that? Like, I did self-sabotage and why is that happening? So I'm hopeful that that's going to mean some actual progression because there's only so many times you can redo that. I hate authority storyline. Like, it can be a part of her character, but making it the crux of the episode is going to get a bit tiring. But yeah, overall, I had a great, great time. What I remember about you know, Mariner's character is that she was able to rise up the ranks, but then just did not enjoy that. Something about that wasn't great. So then she's kind of just mm. been demoted down and she preferred being on the ensign level because you can just get away with all, uh, a lot more stuff um, and you don't have to have the responsibility. So yeah, I'm really curious what sort of character growth you're right. They hit like the mom character growth and now they're hitting the, a uh, handsome character growth a little mm -hmm. bit too with new teeth <laughs> man i hope that every episode they they stay that way they're just slightly too big for his head and then you see all the lines i actually went back to see because like okay what did it look like before and it was just like a uh -huh. solid line of white that's there why was it looks no, so strange there was no detail but of tooth to tooth yeah. but now they have the lines sort of you know um <laughs> so i do too i hope that they keep that <laughs> consistent that would be really clever that's amazing i love that well, we open up the episode with, um, instead of a stinger, we have a continuation of the ending of last week's episode, uh, where we have a Romulan, um, like, scout ship. I haven't seen this design of Romulan ship before. Um, I thought it was really cool. I can't specifically tell you why I think it's cool. I just really like new ships appearing. Um, and this Romulan ship gets blown up by the ship that destroyed the Klingons at the end of last episode. I hope that they blow up a ship that's not like a bad guy. Yeah, I think that will happen eventually. I think there's going to be like a non-discrimination thing where it may be like a Ferengi ship next week and then a Vulcan ship and then eventually a human ship and that's when we start to care. Yeah, probably, which says a lot about Starfleet. Right. Uh-huh. Didn't care until it was a Starfleet ship you blew up. Oh, we're going to go save the humans from the menagerie, but fuck all the rest of these creatures. Uh-huh, but Zeus... Um, yeah, so I said last week to Jonathan, I really hope that all of the clips that they have on these episodes stitch together to make a story that makes sense on its own as well, and then not just attachments. Um, but yeah, didn't really get much more information, did we, about what's going on? We still don't have any information, but I like that it was a quick nod to what happened, and then it's over. They didn't even follow the same format of putting it at the end of the episode. It was like, we're going to answer last week's curiosity by giving you basically no new information but a, a new sort of glimpse into life on another ship and what they're doing uh which i think is clever we can kind of peek into this 
Romulan ship and then hear the humor <laughs> and, and how they're all interacting with each other. It's all about treason and treachery. Yeah. Romulans are <laughs> sneaky bastards is the moral of the story. Why well, I'm going to betray you before you get a chance to betray him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really fun. Yeah. Yeah, I like I like how that opened up. And then I think we start off with um <laughs> <laughs> what? We start off with Shikes and Ransom. I'm just laughing at the at the outfits. Oh, I love the outfits. Mm-hmm. I love the outfits and I love that Mariner kind of wore her outfit too. She was clearly going to work out. Yeah. And yeah, Handsome is wearing this really tight leotard that reminds me of workout videos from like the eighties. It was fantastic. And he has on the bottom of his shoes the little symbol of Yeah. Of Starfleet, which I love. It's loved. not. It's not <laughs> accidental. The leotards are very eighties because they come from TNG. So this is like kind of an infamous scene where Beverly and Deanna are dressed in exactly the same outfit in the same space, doing the same like exercises, and they're talking about relationships. And it's the ultimate like Bechdel test fail because you've got the two female characters and what they're talking about is a new relationship and how they're feeling about the new relationship and what they should do and how they should ed- explore it. And it was super awkward because rumor has it that Gates McFadden and Marina Sirtis weren't on the best of terms and they did not enjoy performing that scene together. There's lots of stretching and touching and it's a very unusual scene. So it's perfect fodder for Lower Decks to um, send up and, and have a pop at. Yeah. Did you ever have like a PE class like this, like a physical education where you had to like no. pair up with someone and match feet and then like pull them into a stretch? Oh, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And I'm sure I hated it. I've I've blocked that memory out of my brain because I don't like people touching me. <laughs> I was um I was paired in because because here in, in Missouri, or at least, you know, my neck of the woods in Springfield, Missouri, part of my physical education class was uh, square dancing. <laughs> And line dancing. Of so, course. Why wasn't yeah. it? So then I had to hold the hand of my biggest crush. Mm-hmm. And I was like. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Does this mean right, we're married? I think I think I was in the fourth grade. And I'm holding his hand. And I'm like, please don't sweat. Please don't sweat. You know, like I'm in my head. And then I'm also like just slowly moving my thumb along his hand trying to send him like a message like maybe he'll like want to sit next to me at lunch if i do this and i remember so clearly thinking that and thinking that it was the most brave thing i could do Mm -hmm. was to move my thumb because we were square dancing just a little little attention uh right anyway away from high school um and straight back into the episode um what did we have next we've got all of the kids moving out of the lower decks bunks I love the view that they get from like the back of the Cerritos into themselves. Was it kind of sad that they're leaving that area? Yeah. Do you think they'll go back to it? I don't think so. I think the show no. is trying to transition the characters into like their their arc. And I wonder if we're going to have an introduction of new characters. Like maybe this new guy in engineering or something. Like maybe there's going to be some people mm. that we get to you know be introduced to. I think that rivalry is going to continue. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I mean, not for sure. This this show does surprising things all the time. <laughs> but yeah, it was really interesting and sort of nostalgic. It's sort of a growing up moment where they're looking around and collecting their things and, and then having to shift together and apart at the same time. And it's a reminder that 
seasons of life change. You know, when you graduate from schools and your friend group changes or you leave high school and you're getting a job and now you're having to learn to be social with the people that you work with and, you know, your social environment continues to shift. Mm -hmm. And I like that the show is exploring that because we're still seeing them but they're not necessarily all together on an adventure every time, which yeah. makes sense since they work in different areas of a ship. So it makes a lot I think of sense. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was sad when the lights turned off, and yeah, yeah I, I don't know that they're going to come back. I don't. I, I hope not that. because that tells me that it's going to be a character digression yeah, rather I love than that progression. The show is, yeah, I love that the show is kind of brave to move on from it and and evolve and not get stuck in its own way. Um, and I love that they're still lower decks. They're still getting the shitty quarters. Like these are not the great seats in the house. Um, Boyle goes they? on a tour of the. <laughs> no, they're not. They're really not. He goes I mean, on a tour of the worst quarters in the ship. Come on. But only after he rejected a really good one. His first one was a great option. He just did, yes. which is a sin, but like he, Super that was sin. a great choice. Yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, there's a couple, there's a couple room. There's a couple. Room. Well, there's one room <laughs> in particular that's sandwiched between two holodecks. That's not oh, just that makes great. No sense. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to put it down to the fact that this is a small ship and you have to make use of all of the space that you can, but there's so much wrong with that, <laughs> with that placement. It's brilliant. Um, so yeah, Mariner is determined to get herself demoted before Ransom can has a chance, have the chance opportunity to do so. So a self-fulfilling prophecy, um, which leads her to calling him Jack, being dressed in the wrong uniform, crashing the shuttle basically into the menagerie and and all kinds of disobedient shenanigans. Um, thoughts Did on that like part that? of the episode? I Like I said, it's fine, but it's getting a little bit tired for me because I could, it's too easy to see where it's going. Like, it, Jack was trying really, really hard to not let it bug him, which means he knows exactly what she's doing. And... I just kind of want to get to the bit where Mariner is getting promoted and is comfortable. Like, I know it's tricky because it's not her character, but I do feel like there's a way to be true to her character and still not get in her own way. How about you? I don't... I think that there is a... There's an importance, I think, sometimes in storytelling to remind the audience about a character trait, like a character mm. flaw that just doesn't go away. Yeah. And it's a really important part of storytelling because if we don't see a flawed character, then we're almost idealizing perfection or like a, a, a someone that is infallible in a way. And I, I just... Well, it's amazing how like not entertaining that is to watch. Like watching it's, a perfect is, person yeah. isn't entertaining. Right. And there's been... If you've watched everything, you know Mariner's issues. And so maybe it's not surprising that she's self-sabotaging, but it's... I think the writers are attempting and I think they're succeeding at reminding us about what's important to this person. I Like from the start and I watched, I think the first episode of the first season and then I skipped mm -hmm. and then watched, what was it? Season. The last episode two? of season two. Yeah. The last episode of season two. So I missed a lot. And then we watched all of the season three. Yeah. All of season three. Correct. So though I am missing some chunks of this, some, chunks of information as far as her character is concerned i i just like you i'm not surprised that she's doing it but i think it's a good idea that she's kind of having that self-reflective moment of why do i do this 
which is a really important part of life is to kind of take the mirror and look at yourself and say, mm. okay, so maybe I have a role to play in this too. And but that kind of saved it for me. I love that she finally she got to that resolution and wasn't just in complete denial. Yeah, me too. Because that's that would have frustrated me because it meant it would mean at least to my assumption that the rest of the season would be Mariner doing sabotage type BS. And mm. this episode seemed to indicate that she's almost got like a mentor that is like Ransom is someone that I also want to toss away sort of. Mm -hmm. But now here he's saying, I'm choosing to ignore this part of your personality um, so that you can have growth because there's so much potential, uh, which I think is a terrible idea. Mariner should just be kicked out of Starfleet instantly. She's she should. Dangerous. No, she absolutely should. She's clearly in the wrong place. <laughs> oh, okay. I felt that way before I knew <laughs> who let this kooky thing out because I at that point, I'm thinking, okay, yeah. she, there, there's no rejection She's murdered here. people now. She's, yeah. she's murdering it's things. Manslaughter. I like that the show didn't go there because mm -hmm. that almost allows me to think that the stuff that Mariner did wasn't too extreme. Like yeah. the way that she's driving the shuttle and the way she that she's She was still in control. Yeah. yeah. And those are all things that can be refined. Uh, letting a creature out there's, that kills people. Hard really, to redeem that. Hard, hard to redeem that. Yeah. So a clever writing on mm -hmm. this show as well. There's just a lot to think about in this growth. And I think that they went about it a really, really great way. Now that I'm thinking about it, what's interesting is that all of the commanders that she's had previously, by the sounds of it, are very by the book, very um, what you'd expect. And in that system, she isn't in that system. She isn't doing very well, and she keeps ending up getting demoted and put back down for not fitting into the Starfleet square peg. And as shitty as Ransom is, and we often like dismiss him as being a really bad first officer and a terrible officer. He might be exactly what Mariner needs because he is unconventional and he's a little bit, not what we expect, he's a little bit different to your regular and um, kind of more intellectual Starfleet officer. He's more of a, I guess, meathead. And yeah. maybe that's the kind of person that Mariner needs as a mentor because she's always the smartest person in the room. And Ransom isn't even trying to be in the He's room. He's just stubborn. He's, He's really just stubborn. There. Yeah. Which is a good thing for you which know, is for what Mariner. you need. He said like that she's not going to be his problem anymore, which of course is like the red herring of she's going to either be demoted or she's going to be moved to a different division or a different ship or something like that. And then we come to find out that that means that uh, this is a bit of a stretch in my opinion, but I think what he was saying is it's not my problem. If Mariner mm -hmm. is going to self-sabotage and fuck up it's not my problem. I'm not going to try to fix her problems. But then he also is saying, I'm going to stick with you. I believe in you. So he kind of is making her problems his problems. And that was, it was a weird way of kind of trying to trick us into mm -hmm. believing that Mariner was being sabotaged. And then kind yeah. of the, the did, did that work for you? Or was that a little clunky for you? That It was a little clunky. It's definitely, it's such a setup. And I am kind of tired of the person gets misheard and then it inspires this misunderstanding and then that informs how the character acts the entire episode because the bottom line is it all comes down to fucking conversation if somebody actually acts like an adult and talks then we don't have the episode but i get it it's a tool to get us through the story that they want to tell and those yeah. tools are there for a reason sometimes yeah could have been yeah. less clunky but it's 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 tricky it's easy it in did. hindsight to, to think yeah. that 
I mean, as a writer, you would think, okay, we want there to be a misunderstanding here. What can Ransom say that would, you know, be misinterpreted? Inspire this. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was, a, it was okay. It wasn't, it doesn't need to be major because this is a really fast paced, fun show that's not yeah. necessarily designed to do deep work all the time. But when it hits the deep stuff, I've always really kind of liked it. It reminds me of yeah. Schitt's Creek in a way. Um, where mm-hmm. you think you're going for a comedy and all of a sudden it's like, oh, we're going deep here. This is character yeah. growth. Bam, emotional moment. Yeah, totally. Um, well, while we're on the menagerie, um, which is an homage to lots of different kind of variations on this theme that we've seen, um, The Most Toys, which is a TNG episode, has a great menagerie episode where Data is kidnapped and put on display on display as a toy. And it's an episode, I it's so high on my list of episodes to show you. Because it's such an incredible data episode. Do you have a seen... list? Oh, of course I do. The the listeners have a list. It's getting really long. This, this I was podcast just going to say, it's going to go on for a long is time. This list now. Yeah, no, it, it's long, and there are more and more TOS episodes being added to it, which is really interesting. Wait, like thirty long? I mean, well, it's eight hundred episodes long because we have all of Star Trek to get through. But the point I was making is that there's also a Menagerie episode um in the they, they pop up all over the place where they're collecting aliens and animals and shit always seems to go wrong but it does give us moopsie how is this we would sin this for being product placement before the product exists like this is designed exactly to make people want a moopsie and i love it oh yeah it's fucking adorable Just, what it's, moopsie it's moopsie. so friggin cute moopsie I've been trying to think about how a company would craft a moopsie plushie that cleverly opens up with just massive yes. teeth. Yes, yeah, exactly. Because it needs to chomp down and be mm-hmm. pillowy, like you can rest on it, yeah. but then also open up and and sort of a, a secret pocket you could store mm-hmm. things inside of it, like a little it secret chest. Yeah. But when it opens, it's the mouth and it's this is gaping maw. Oh, that's not difficult to engineer. I mean, you've got those like have you seen the the teddy bears that you squeeze them and suddenly their faces go from like really cute to angry? I can't I... remember what they're called. Somebody in the chat will know, but they're adorable like little teddy bears. Then you squeeze them and their eyebrows come down and their teeth come out and they get really, really angry. Um, yeah, it, that kind of engineering would work, but I okay. friggin' love it. Mm-hmm. Love, yeah. love, love, Moopsie. There's something really familiar about it. Um, someone said Squishmallows in the chat, and my daughter is into the Squishmallow kind of things, and they're really mm-hmm. stuff. And that's exactly what I imagined It'd be it. Perfect. Yeah. The little, the little head looks a little oxalotly with like a yes, tiny, really like a little does. bit, and then it has this this little smile. And <laughs> I don't know. It was a, it was a very cute little thing, Happy and you know bones. when you see it, it there's more than meets mm-hmm. the eye. And sure enough, this thing is a straight up murder hobo. Yeah. Um, I need more. I need more Moopsie. I think the whole world does. How could you not? Amazing. What else have we got? So we've got um, Rutherford on course for a uh, promotion. And I really love the way that this actually came out because it's such a Geordie thing. Like Rutherford is so Geordie because there's this really nerdy, nerdy episode where Geordie has this like ongoing um competition with the chief engineer of another starship and they're talking about increasing like warp efficiency by 0.04 percent and like you fucking nerd but he takes it 
so seriously and data then accidentally gets competitive as well and it's exactly what rutherford is doing here just like trying to get hyper competitive over that 0.1 percent and that's what engineering is all about is about finding that extra little notch of efficiency that you'd never notice but is really really important um i like the moment I like the moment when he's like, let's see what this 0.06% can do or whatever yes. the percentage was. <laughs> and then Boim 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 is in his little room and it's just like, <laughs> The goggles, they do nothing. <laughs> so good. But I also love the resolution because this this episode has undone two of my sins as like as I wrote them. It's so frustrating. You just cannot you, sin it. Well, let's when we get to the sins, we'll get to it because I mm-hmm. same thing happened to me too, yeah. But I love the resolution with Rutherford of hey attendees just like, can you not just ask for one of the other promotions that you've already earned? His ideas have saved the ship so many times. If it's based on merit, he should have been promoted already. And the sin the the show just like acknowledges that really, really cleverly. I I love that. Rutherford's the best. He's so adorable. Yeah. He's great. What did I call him? I, I know I called him like robot boy. Yeah, um, I think I'm gonna Okey call dokey. him Cy Boitherford. Cy Boitherford, nice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's, he's adorable, amazing. There was a great reference that I've got to shout out, um, and it's the Tucker tubes. So these are the glowing red sticks. Oh and yeah, you will now not unsee them. So these glowing red sticks, exactly like that, are in TOS, TNG, Enterprise, Voyager. Strange They're New Worlds. Space Station, Strange New Worlds. They're everywhere. And it's just a product of budgeting from the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Is we'll just get a fluorescent tube and put it somewhere and it will look like it does something. And there's just this running gag of nobody knows what they do, but every species seems to use the fuckers for something. Um, so it's great that they try to add an extra layer to it and <laughs> invent a third tube that we still don't know what it does but now there's three of them I, they, they said something and i can't remember what it was exactly but it was like they he figured out how to add a third without creating like a gravitational oh, without, pull without disrupting the heisenberg principle yes. or something like uh-huh. that yeah yeah it's so clever they they just they pop up everywhere i love it so much um so yeah just another great in-universe joke um anything else before we move on to the sins Mm, um no i think we kind of covered everything uh that that sort of was the the main beat of the show so yeah let's try to sin it yeah good luck with that okay red alert battle stations everyone warning warp core collapse in 10 seconds this is the part of the show where we re-engage our sin brains, remind ourselves that no TV show is without sin, barely, including our beloved Lower Decks. What have you got, Ambassador? It's hard to sin this show. It is hard to sin this show, especially when my a couple of my major ones were, like you said, undone. Fucking undone in the last couple minutes. And I'm like, Which- I was going to... I like banked like a five minute rant about these sins. And I'm like, nope, I've got nothing. Well, I was really glad that they fixed the problem, which for the biggest one for me was not being able to shade <laughs> I, Immediately. The doesn't the window have a filter to block yeah. out the nacelle? Of course Absolutely. it does. Of course it, it does. It has to. So the sin then shifted to me that Boimler didn't know that. That's of course. where I landed. Captain Know-It-All doesn't know how the filter works on... He's a, he's a nerd. He should know about that. So yeah, I, I get it. Um so annoying when the show undoes its own sins like that yeah uh, and and we had a lot of these mentioned 
uh, in the the chat as well. Um, yeah. It was a it was a big one. But it's I, so dumb. I mean, it was it was clever. I want to see somebody look out of the window and just glare. You never <laughs> see that. But I, I want to see that. That was actually one of my positives I forgot to mention. It was that, oh shit, yeah, there are some windows on any ship that are going to be right next to the glowing nacelle. Especially when that thing, like, gets really, really bright when it goes to war. It just, yeah, that filter should be on permanently. It should, why would it even have an off setting? Because it's it's always there. It would be automatic. Yeah, you would think so. So the other big one that got undone was how hasn't Rutherford been promoted? Like, why are we depending on this one act now when he's done so many things in the past that he he deserves to be promoted for and the show bloody warps that into the fabric of the episode well done (sighs) i wrote a tv sins um sin the other day which was this guy's job is about as redundant as writing a rick and morty tv sins video and it's true for lower decks like it's such a redundant thing um but it is fun i do have a couple of others the rutherford rejecting advancement to stay with his friends is something that i know happens in real life because i'm watching big brother Mm -hmm. which is uh there's an episode that came out like the most recent episode as of the recording of this podcast and there's a person that is playing who if they they would basically have sacrificed their place in the game to keep someone else in the game if they had to Wait, why would you do that? that doesn't For seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars, and I think sometimes there are some people who will hold themselves back and not advance. Because why are you in the game? There's something more important to them. So, like for Rutherford to be close to his friends is what's more important, and that was an interesting thing to re- be reminded of about his character. But yeah, that wasn't that was a big one. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Um, I have silly sins, like at the very beginning when the the is it the was it the Romulans? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, when the Romulans are like cleaning up the the murder that had happened, mm-hmm. I just I refuse to believe that the Romulans would have something that would need to be that scrubbed down. It looked like it was a material that would absorb body fluid rather than just be sprayed mm-hmm. down. And I'm just on, yeah. I'm just saying that they would have a metal slab. They would have killed him. Mm-hmm. They would have sprayed it down. There would they wouldn't need to be like taking things and like just wiping them over and over again i mean necessity is the mother of invention so if you do that much torturing logically you would have a system where it either self-cleans or it's very efficient in the way that it cleans yeah i like that i like that um this is another one that was bombarded at us in the live chat for the show um which was i cannot believe that the holodeck doesn't have soundproofing it's such a like okay it makes a great joke for boimler but that's just not true it, it cannot be true that the, the holodeck doesn't have soundproofing. I, I mean, you know, the number one use for that place is sex. It just, it is. Like, entertainment advances because of porn. And that is absolutely what the holodeck is going to be used for, first and foremost. I I had the same thought. However, um, also, the chat didn't did mention, uh, Stephen said, we know the ships are not soundproof from SNW when people were getting upset about Spock playing his instrument. True, so true. I'm just, which the I love that. The holodeck is different to quarters, though, is what I will counter. The holodeck yeah, potentially you're right. No, you're right. has hundreds of simulated voices and noises. You can be at an orchestra. How can you actually enjoy that as a member of society without knowing that it isn't blasting to the rooms adjacent? Like, I want to go in there and 
make as much noise as possible. Um, so yeah, big sin for me. Big sin. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking that just like there's the, the filters for the windows, there's got to be a way to like do sound stuff. We can like, transport people. We can travel faster than light. We actually know how to travel through time. You can do a bit of soundproofing. I agree. <laughs> oh, boy. Your turn. Um, Mine is that there was a... Again, I'm going silly because the show is silly. So uh, I put on the cheat day reference. So, so Ransom, mm. Handsome, and... Shacks. Shacks. Mm-hmm are working out and someone says they're going to do a cheat day for like ice cream or something. Yeah. And I'm just thinking this is the future where you can infuse anything with flavor. You don't <laughs> have to have a cheat day. You can just have the flavor yeah. that you like. Probably if it's without replicated, having to worry about it. Yeah. If it's replicated, I'm willing to bet it's deliberately replicated so that it is healthier. I'm just saying. It's amazing. I just I think that, that I guess you can still choose to have a cheat day. So Mm -hmm. you just got to store up all of that chocolate mm -hmm. uh, ba -ba -ba it took mariner so long to close the door after moopsie went in now i think in our lives we've all experienced trying to catch something whether it's a hamster that's trying to escape whether it's a cat that you're trying to get into its fucking container so that you can get it to a vet a fly that you're trying to catch under or a spider you're trying to get like the mug and paper technique you always have somebody ready to slam that door as if it's the most important thing in the world moopsy just walks in and then a casual 15 seconds later mariner's like oh guess i'll shut the door and my life isn't even on the line and i'm more, <laughs> more like conscious about shutting the door like that's the most important part of the job yeah, I had a thought too. Like when Moopsy first go, when Moopsy opens up the next panel and then goes into the enclosure, mm -hmm. I was thinking, well, Moopsy is in the enclosure. Just close Moopsy yeah. in that enclosure. But then I thought maybe the various, I don't, uh, fake walls of magical Star Trekness yeah. mm -hmm. are designed for specific DNA or something like that. All of it, yeah. So. Maybe maybe Moopsy couldn't be contained in the enclosure mm -hmm. where we first see Moopsy murder. Moopsy Moopsy wrote themselves out of that enclosure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. Um, uh, that's all I had. Like, I think if we were going minute by minute, I could find some stuff. But it's that's the big stuff I had. Um, I mean, I had a question about like why couldn't the Narsh guy who's collecting people? He said that the there was a bipedal incident. There, they were included in an accidental bipedal shipment, and I just mm -hmm. don't understand why they can't be scanned. Yeah, like I just I I didn't would suspect have the technology that it's for it. Deliberate. I don't actually think it was an accident. I think he wanted humans on display. Because this guy is like pretty kind of shifty, even though he ends up being he doesn't end up being the bad guy. I still think he's a bit he's a bit shifty. I, I think he could have been trying to catch the humans and put them on display. I think the next biggest sin for me is that teeth are not bones. Oh, what about the enamel? Is that not the bone? Um, I just they're they're not they're not bones, right? Like, are they made of the same stuff? I don't think so i mean i don't think that they're frantic they're googling. bones yeah i i would google it are this was on my list teeth. of art teeth aren't bones oh wait are, are teeth that's literally the first google search yeah whilst your they're, teeth and your bones may share some similarities most notably in both being made of strong materials and sharing the same color 
They are not the same. Teeth are not made from bone. They're like enamel, aren't they? Bones are in a consistent light, a consistent cycle of being rebuilt and remade yeah, throughout they regenerate. your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cal- Interesting. So I don't. Teeth are actually ectodermal organs, not bones. Nice. Biggest sin of the episode. Biggest sin of the episode. I mean, great, I mean, because when oh, it's the, hilarious. She knocks her the tooth out and she's like, you know, we'll just give it a distraction. I was like, I don't think teeth are bones. And then I was like, oh my God, is she going to actually take a bone though? Like, are we going to cut off some fingers in this episode? Because that would have been. Give me four fingers and we'll just break that. Because the fingers all have like, you could break them down into teeth sized things. Just, yeah. 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 Great. We can, have organs little- on the outside of our bodies you got the metatarsals you got mm-hmm. some tarsals you know mm-hmm. you just because in and each little phalange has little mm-hmm. bits and pieces so yeah you could probably take oh and my three goodness. or four fingers and then just you know using the meta tarsals would be perfect for this show <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then they can just regenerate just like they did with the teeth yeah yeah amazing perfect yeah. you're perfect you're gonna be able to so, grow back fingers at this yeah, point that's it yeah. amazing that's incredible i did remember a couple of questions though um that probably should have been before we came over to the sin section is that oh, go okay for it. yeah okay. go for it. we still have the predictions to do as well and i also wanted to I, so so to rewind a little bit and go back i i love that tendy's first official order was friendship i thought that was adorable oh, it's on brand really, isn't it that's I amazing really, yeah i oh i'm gonna skip around you're gonna hate this edit so much i don't care go for it oh i'm not moving this this will just stay in the sin section so then stay in the sin section and then we'll go back again. Um, bulkheads being able to be Im- imprinted by a skull. That just seems... Yeah, what like, is that like bulkhead made of? Or yeah, what like is tin. Boimler's head made out of? Yeah. He has a very it's solid very skull, apparently. Yeah. Um, but my question was... Okay, when they were in the menagerie, there was a quick shot. I don't know if you saw it. There was an orb mm-hmm, with, with the snake heads snake coming heads. out. Is that a yeah. cue? My goodness, that was so confusing to me. So, because you, you, you said uh-huh. that that's like a cue. Like, well, that was an assumption. So, my assumption has always been that that is the cue's quote unquote true form, and it's just the eighties being a bit weird. But now, I think that Q might have just been being a dick and was taking on another species just to confuse humans. So maybe the Q like don't have a true form. And now that we're seeing, we've in the menagerie, we're seeing this actual species. So I don't think it's actually a Q. I think it is that species that Q was impersonating. Which, that's the number one question from this episode I would ask Mike McMahon. Like, what was the intent of including that creature? Because Q was wearing an emblem on his, pe- like a pendant yeah. in Picard is, before uh-huh. death that seemed to have some sort of like symbolism and then you were like is it this creature and then i remember maybe like he fades out or something and i thought that i've actually seen the snakes i was like well there's only three snake heads and then that mm-hmm. pendant has multiple there was more than three yeah and then then it was in this menagerie and i was like well then is that a cue or what so yeah i'm really confused i don't think it's a cue i think it was an encounter at far point i think he was just taking on a different species to fuck with people well that's confusing as fuck right thank you very much sure is but well done for spotting that very impressed you're learning ambassador i'm referencing you learning captain (laughs) you've just not been paying attention that's fair that's fair i am the ransom to your mariner we finally found what the dynamic is in the show one of the nerds in the chat says 
bird. The Aldebaran serpent was a reptilian-looking life form native to the Aldebaran system. It had the three semi-transparent cobra-like heads extending from a brilliantly glowing sphere hovering above the ground, surrounded by lights. I don't know how that animal works. It's fucking bizarre. Okay, well, yeah, overall, loved that episode. Um, nice kind of calm. Interesting to see what happens next week. Um, yeah, I, I love this show. I love Lower Decks so much, Janae. I love it. I really enjoy Lower Decks too. And I'm excited to go through all of them. Uh, we're going to do some predictions and stuff for next Oh, shoot. Week? Yes. No, no, no. It's the predictions that we had this week. Um, so the ambassador's overall prediction was that Peanut Hamper has no bones. We will be chasing Peanut hamper and that's the crux of the episode sadly that that didn't happen that didn't happen they're clearly holding back on the peanut hamper thing for a while god damn it bastards oddly specific someone is going to craft bone armor would have been cool right would have been cool i don't think it it wouldn't be cool against a creature that's trying to eat your armor no that would have been yummy eat me on the outside first and then on the inside incredible um yeah okay that's it everybody um if you are enjoying the show hey how about you leave us a review go over to your local holodeck and leave us a nice review of your choosing and we'll give you a little shout out on the pod we'll find the reviews and we'll we'll say thank you and and read them on on the show whether they're good or bad um no we probably won't read the bad ones Um, it just depends on how bad it's true (laughs) if you want to hang out with us on twitter you can find us at captions pod cs um, hey, if you don't like the corporate thing, I'm at Witsind, and Danae is at Danae Says, so come and talk to us personally. Um, and we have a Discord, uh, which is discord.gg slash cinemasins, and we will be back next week um, for the live show on YouTube Live and the Cinemasins Twitch channel at 12.30ct. Yeah, yeah. Um, and just we have for- an idea. For you podcasters at home, um, if you also are able to uh, check it out, sometimes, oh, like last week we went live. No, this week we went live. Sorry. This week we went live a little bit early and um, we're just kind of messing around for, you know, 10 or 15 minutes before the show. So uh, we will go live sometimes earlier than expected, sometimes later than expected. So just click on the notification and watch Discord Mm -hmm. for updates. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we appreciate you. You guys are the best. We'll see you next week. Until then, I'm Captain Ian, and I have to go drink the bones of my enemies. And I would like everyone to leave some minor improvements for the rest of us. (laughs) Live long and podspa. Thanks for listening. Want to connect with the show? Our hailing frequencies are always open through captainspod at cinemasins.com. Like, comment, and subscribe on your podcast player of choice, and be sure to visit cinemasins.com. Mic check. Yeah, that's working. But is my brain working? Stay tuned for a new episode of my very own individual podcast called Is Danae's Brain Working Today? Where every single episode reveals that Danae's brain doesn't always work. That sounds like a terrible idea for a show. Uh, What am I doing again? Yeah, that, that would be the entire ep- That would be the podcast. Just what am I doing again? shit my camera's all fucked up that's okay nobody cares nobody nobody is coming for great camera work they're coming for the puppies puppies hi oh god you're so cute (laughs) shit i'm late
Oh my god, that's exactly what I was just doing. I was fixing my uh -huh. camera. I don't know what got jacked up, but something's jacked up. Well, it's so hot. Did your mic? Did your whole set just melt in there? Yeah, everything. I've had to remold all of the ships behind me. See, now I look too fucking low. You're like a little baby. I'm low as well, though. Look. No, I don't like Now that. isn't the time to figure out camera angles. No one cares. They're not here to see us. They're here to hear us. Well, no, that's the point. I want to do the camera angles before they can see us. But they don't care. You don't care. I don't care. You're right. I don't. I mean, you join the live show for no other reason than to look at the dogs. That's like, what I really. just said on my uh -huh. own. Like, when you listen to my audio, that's exactly yeah? what I just said. That's amazing. It's, it's so almost true. like we're on the same page, except for mm -hmm. we're not on, we're not reading anything. We're on the same deck. Can I tell you about stickers? Please tell me about stickers. I've decided to try fingernail stickers. Okay, nice. So instead of painting wait, my nails. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay. I, I wondered if it was stickers of fingernails that you're putting around the house or stickers that you put on your fingernails. So I know, I see. I'm glad we cleared that up. Mm-hmm. But now I'm considering the first thing that you oh, said. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Shit. Me too. This would be really gross. <laughs> it depends on the picture. Like, what kind of nails are you thinking Gr about? Like, gross. Great gnarly. Just super infected gross nails. <laughs> I went to, like, the little icon of, like, a beautiful nail with, like, the paint on it. Mmm. Nice. Those would be okay. But also yeah, equally work. strange. If I went to someone's house and there were stickers of fingernails everywhere, no matter whether they were gross or beautiful, I would have questions, I feel. Don't you judge. Don't you judge. I'm not judging. I would have questions, I said. Why, why are you questioning? Just let you it be. You literally just talked on our <laughs> bony pod about how it's important to ask questions before you be judge. Curious. And now you're judging uh -huh. me for asking questions. Um, your question sounded very judgmental. Your assumption of my questions sounded very judgmental. Oh, no, it's all come full circle. Am I the asshole here? Yes, for... you are. Absolutely. I wasn't curious Without enough. Without question, and I'm not judging, I have plenty <laughs> no, of evidence. You're judging the framing of my question. <laughs> Me and Jonathan cannot be on the same show. It just, it devolved immediately into bunny trail, bunny trail, bunny trail of Star Trek. We jumped to like random episodes and eventually we just start quoting episodes and we're just like hey you remember when this happened you remember when this happened you remember when this happened and it's like what what is this episode about we're just talking about random voyager episodes but did the fans love it i don't know <laughs> well if the fans loved it then maybe i should consider leaving the show no finally getting away from you no the what? i mean you can get away anytime you want you know where the transporter room is I'm not using the transporter room after watching last week's episode. Oh, oh, great segue. Okay, so you caught up. You watched two Vicks. What did you think of it? Did you have a blast? Did you love it? It was okay. Ah. I mean, it was so it was so reference heavy of everything really I didn't was. understand. That's I was fair. like, uh, clearly this is probably going to hit for like a major fan of the show who understands who all of these holodeck people are, and there's all this stuff going on. So it was like, it's the perfect episode to have yeah. Jonathan on, though that we it kind have of was it. because he's a huge Voyager fan. Well, there's no way we could have planned that. No, not at all. And there's, you haven't seen a lot of Voyager at all, have you? You've like you know who Neelix is. A couple of episodes. I I I think I've watched maybe like uh, let's say a dozen episodes, and I don't even remember what they are. Can I show you something before we get into the episode? Yeah. What? That's a big fucking fan. Oh, it's a new ship. 
I'm showing That's you the, the wrong side. That is the back of the box. <laughs> Are you hungry for some lunch? Oh my god, you got a USS burrito. I got the burrito. Are you opening it now or are you going to do it on stream? Both. I want to show you now and then I'll do it on stream again. Am I, am I supposed to act like I haven't seen it before on stream? Because it's not going to work well. Oh my God, it's so cool. Oh, it's just a styrofoam. Isn't it fucking cool? This is such a great model. It's one of the very last ones that Eagle Moss made. It's so cool. So I know, I mean, you're so into this. Why is it so cool? And what is it about it that is so cool? So here's some things. I really love how the nacelles kind of like yeah! are layered. But why is it fucking cool? Like you can say it's fucking cool, but like why is it fucking cool? Because it's a spaceship, Danae. <laughs> I feel like if people listen to the last episode and this episode, it's like whiplash. Yes. <laughs> Does it have the little accessory of the little guy sucking on the nacelle? Because that's what I would want. Somebody please 3D print me one of those and I will glue it onto the we ship. We can make it out of polymer clay. Okay, let's do it. And we'll glue it on. No, we'll glue it onto the derpa prize because I'm not going to make it right. <laughs> There's really not much room. You'd have to make a small one for the derpa prize. I'm afraid of adding anything to the Dipper Fries because it's just so... It can survive. It can It could make it. No, I... Fine. No, it's just hanging on by a, a thread of <laughs> and a dream. clay. Yeah, it's just slowly drying out. Over the years, it's just going to crumble and crack just from the pressure of it being in no. existence. <laughs> How old is it? Just Earth's gravity Jeez. is yeah. just pulling it apart. <laughs> I'm reviewing a, a script, which I can't say what it is, but let me read this note to you. You're going to love this. I know what I think I know what it is. You do? Yeah, from context clues because I was in this so channel. So there's a sin and it's about gravity. Um, Which we are famous for sinning absolutely correctly in the past. So this person grabs like this flag to stop it from flying away on this spaceship. And um, the sin is basically you're docked above a planet that has gravity and there's clouds above you, so you're clearly in a planet's atmosphere. Why isn't the planet's gravity in effect? That's the sin, right? Mm, okay. But this is this show that we're sinning is something that has a lot of like cleverly made up stuff too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's not yeah. necessarily based in science or whatever. My my question was: Is it possible that some planets don't have gravity? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And. And Aaron's response is, no, it's a mass thing. Uh, now, a non-dense planet might have less gravity, but the clouds being in the atmosphere are a direct result of gravity. Otherwise, they couldn't form, which is... Okay, that's true. Yeah. Right. My response, listen, science man, have you met <laughs> fantasy worlds yet? <laughs> not giving in. Not giving in to science. Let's do the show. Sorry. We, it's just, we, don't, we didn't get to talk much this week. We haven't really chatted much at all lately. No, we've just been head down working. Yeah, and I was burying a family member as well. <laughs> so you were, you were working extra because I was burying someone. Yes, feel sorry and for both of us. Can I tell you something before <laughs> yeah, we... Do it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Heads up, my grandmother is dying. You know, my mom sends mm -hmm. out the message. And so her sister comes to town, yeah, you know, and so she freeze. can try to see grandma one more time. But then like on her way, grandma passes away. And I think that it was my mom and my dad said something like, just be careful where you put it in the freezer, because the big joke is the fish is still in my fucking freezer, oh, right? Oh, avoid the, avoid the fish. Yeah, don't serve the fish by accident. That's not the kind of 
fish food ice cream that you want. And they kind of side eye him like, what is that? And I don't even tell the story. I was just like, I froze my dead fish. It's in the freezer. I haven't buried it yet. <laughs> and they're like, oh, now also I should have said it's in a container. I think that they thought mm. I just like laid a fish raw. Mm. Just sort of like yeah. a little pla- just slowly freezing to the actual yeah. <laughs> freezer. The ice itself. is just enveloping it. Eventually it just won't be a problem. This kicks off a whole conversation about why the fuck is there a freeze uh, a fish in the freezer, which I understand. It's a very curious thing. But I have used this fish in preparation for grandma's death with Iris many times. Mm. And I've tried to bury the fish with her a couple of times. And I wondered if after the funeral, she'd be more apt to bury the fish now that she's experienced a wake and a visitation and family functions and a burial and going out to the gravesite. By the way, my child very loudly announcing, we're walking on dead people as we were going up. She's not wrong. She's not wrong. So I'm explaining all this to them. Somehow my aunt confesses. I think I, I think I joke. I'm an inappropriate joker sometimes. And, mm-hmm. but my family are all jokesters. So I felt pretty comfortable. I said, well, I guess I could bury the fish with grandma. If I'm, if I'm like yeah. sleight of hand about it. <laughs> ashes to ashes, fish to fish. And it turns out that my aunt has been sneaking things into caskets of her family members for decades and no one has known about it. <laughs> I mean, how would you find out? That's incredible. <laughs> I want to she- know when. At what point is she sneaking the stuff in? At that, at the moment when the when the casket is open and you're saying your final respects before you go bury the. So tr- our tradition here and everybody's traditions for burial are different, but like mm-hmm. we have a the wake or the visitation, and it's at the visitation that mm. she has been adding something of of personal. Okay, that makes sense. But that's casket. way before the funeral, isn't it? Because I've never I've never done that. Well, then the next day is the funeral. At least usually it's the okay. next day. And then the casket is closed. So anyone who's coming to that event, it's more like that's when people read uh, mm-hmm. or sing or or there's a service yeah. or something about the person. And then from that moment, you walk out of that space to the hearse, get in your pr- funeral pro- progression line, hazards blinking, ignore mm-hmm. all st- traffic signs yeah. straight to the cemetery. We're at grandma's visitation and she she comes to me with these big wide eyes and you know, we're all crying and it's very emotional. We all love yeah. our grandmother, grandma very much. And she comes to me and she's got like red cheeks and red eyes, but she's like almost like looking like There's a little a chaos beast as well. She's mm-hmm. grinning and her eyes are sparkly and she grabs me and she goes, oh my God. I said, what, what happened? And she's like, I, pu- I put the thing in like I do every time. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, you did it. And she's like, it made the loudest clunking noise. <gasps> oh, like, no. She said, every other time I've done this, there's like a lot of padding around the edges. And so it never... <laughs> this just went thud. Thunk. <laughs> <laughs> I said, was it the fish? Did you take the fish? Why did it <laughs> Just a block of ice. <laughs> so she said it was a little embarrassing. She leaned over to have a respectful, quiet moment, slipped her hand in, made a loud clunking noise. There was a line around her. People were watching and of paying course. attention. She pops up. Oh, she's like, no. ow, I hit my knee on the casket. <laughs> <laughs> what did she put in there? I don't want to say because it's her okay. kind of thing. Fair enough. Fair but it's enough. something that can clunk. <laughs> a magic eight ball. And then she asked me, did you put the fish in? I was like, no, of no, course I didn't put I didn't. the fish in there. 
That's beautiful. That's a beautiful tradition. I wish I'd known about it and started it. Putting much. fish into people's caskets? No, just anything. Anything I fancy. I want to confuse people in the future. That's my main motivation. Is man, they had some fucked up burial rites. Right? What would you do? Um, Star Trek models. Right? But then you'd yeah. miss them, wouldn't you? I mean, I miss the family member too. Like, I did not mean... Kind of tie it all in together. I did not mean for that to be so insensitive. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're 10 minutes. We're 11 minutes late for the start of our podcast. Do the show. Do the show. Do the show. Do the show. Sold to the lady in white. Okay. Two to beam out. No, 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 no. Don't beam us. God damn it. And now we're one person. Oh, no. Yes. We are. What would we be? Danaean? Inane? What would we what, yeah, what would we be? What's our what's our combine name? Danaean or Ine. Ian. Ian. <laughs> I want the accent on the Ian. Ian. Yeah. Ian pretty nice. Yeah. Ian. 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 All right. <laughs> this is the part of the show where we swallow a lot of saliva. I have like half that apple juice still in my mouth. Phil MCO set who asks, do you guys plan on doing watching of TOS? So after we talked to someone recently, and I'm not going to say who because I don't know if that's come out yet, but we were talking to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I was highly encouraged to watch a specific episode of TOS, and I think mm. we're going to do that at some point. Soon. Yeah, we're definitely going to do some TOS. It looks like we will have a gap until there's new content to watch. So we're going to have a lot of opportunity to do some deep dives. I do believe we're going to ease the ambassador in with the trouble with Tribbles as a little teaser. And then we have a big list of episodes that you guys have been um, sending to us. So keep sending us your favorite TOS episodes and the one with the most votes we'll we'll talk about on the episode as well. Not Spock's brain. I loved this comment from Phil and I think it came up. Yeah, there's a couple of them. Are there- the, the Romulan ship was supposed to how they were supposed to originally look. They were originally supposed to look tall, but the guy liked how it looked on its side. The theory is, um, wait, no, wait, where'd it go? Oh, the Romulan ship uh, was how the TNG Romulan ships were supposed to look. Basically, they turned it on its side. That's really cool. cool. Did not Love do it. that. Love that um, little tidbit. I had no idea. Oh, the single ladies. 